Welcome again to another episode of the Review Zoo. I am Andrew McDonald, and I'm Sam Harper, and I'm Ed Gerard, who has joined us again. He's he, he got the bug. He's bitten. He wants to he wants to talk about crap every Wednesday night with Sam and myself. And funny enough, I could not hear the soundboard at all a while ago when I played the intro. I just knew it was playing because the rest of you reacted. So that's good. Um, how Why is not? Everybody tonight? Uh, I'm alright. Uh, I fell asleep at a bank. So that was kind of weird. At a bank? What yeah, like, I... Doing? You know how, like, they have those wait, waiting, like, you know, like, most of the banks, you, they, like, have a seat so you can wait online for them to, like, help you if you're not going to a regular teller? Yes, I've heard this. Right. So I sat down, and then, like, I'm pretty sure I sat down, like, 3.40, and then I woke up, it was, like, 4.10. So, like, I crushed, a, like, a huge nap in the fucking bank by mistake. And like so, they had skipped my name and everything. So no one I, found it peculiar that you were just asleep in the bank. Yeah, like nobody checked me. Like it was no like, one, hey, like no checked up, like, like hey. No one was just like, man asleep in the bank. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, no. that could have went a lot horribler. So I'm kind of yeah, glad it could, it could have been worse. You could have been casing, you could have been casing the joint. Yeah, yeah. or you know, been arrested. <laughs> okay, well. Glad that no one uh, took uh, umbrage with you being at the bank. So that's that's good, and you've you've survived enough to be here. Although we can't see Ed right now, I know uh, Sam and I are seeing a lack of camera Uh-oh. picture, but Ed's still with us, so that's okay. I'll be back. I'll be back. He's he's gonna do some tinkering, but he's still with yep. us. So, like in spirit. Uh, in spirit, <laughs> yeah. Espirito Santo, which is funny because that's one of our topics later today. Yo um, yo yo. There we go. Now we can see him again. Um, yeah, because another comic book came out called The Second Coming today. I'm going to talk about it because I read it. It's from a comic book company called Ahoy Comics. And um, it was apparently rejected by DC after almost coming out for DC Comics a little while ago. Apparently DC got some backlash from some com- uh, from some people who were protesting the idea that the Son of God was going to be hanging out with Superman in the DC Universe. And they thought it was a bit too blasphemous to let it happen. That's where they take the protest. That's where they yeah. take the protest. I know it's kind of surprising hmm. when you think about it. Uh, Jesus cause... hanging out with Superman. That's yeah. that's where you want to draw the line. Yeah. Not the... no. It's it's Jesus hanging out with a the idea of an immigrant who basically is a Jewish person, and I'm pretty sure that's what they're looking at. I mean, like that's who, who created Superman again? Siegel and Schuster. Yes. Yes, and that's. I mean, that's that's what it looks like to me. And it was technically a Vertigo book, but apparently conservative groups called it blasphemous. There was an online petition. There was coverage from Fox and World Religion News. And to be fair, he might not have actually been hanging out with Superman. He may have been hanging out with the Superman analog, but nonetheless, it um, was canceled by DC, and then it apparently mm-hmm. moved to Ahoy Comics, where he basically hangs out with a guy named Sunspot, who was essentially Superman. Um, but I'll go into more of that later. But nonetheless, it came out today. Um, a lot of fun. But how do we normally start a podcast, Sam? Trailers. Trailers. <laughs> we talk about movie trailers, movie trailers. 
And True. the first big trailer that kind of came out this uh, last week, since we last talked, was Mulan. Has everyone that's, seen the Mulan trailer? That's my opinion. You've seen uh, it? Okay. I've I've seen it, and I've that quietness it? was my enthusiasm. Wow, who has enthusiasm for wow. this? Wow, agreed. You're, you're you're not hyped. You're not hyped at all, Sam. Where's Muchu? Yeah. Okay. okay. So I, I I think I think we both agree on that one. I mean, it's a very serious looking trailer. Like, right. It is a if, very if, serious. If, but is that a if, bad thing? Well, I mean, like if we didn't think it was Disney, it would have been some. You know, I mean, Great War Chinese movie that they're putting out again. Um, um, you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, I'm sorry, Great War, Great Wall. Is that was there was one with Great Damon? Wall with Matt Damon. He was looked very similar to that. Yeah, looked very similar to that. So um, here, here's the thing: this year, um, Disney put out Toy Story 4, Aladdin, The Lion King is coming, Frozen 2, Dumbo, Dumbo. Maleficent. Uh, and Star Wars. So in the last year, they've put out at least three remakes. And next year, so, they have Mulan. Do we want another remake that's just literally a copy and paste of what the animated was? Because I'm actually a little more excited about this, knowing that it's not going to be uh, the remake of the movie, that maybe they won't be singing this time. They'll just do the job. I, I think we'd be a little bit more excited right now if our expectations were met with the trailer. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think we'd want this more if we saw Mushu and we saw, you know, fantastical, you know, CG. But see, that's all the problem. That no one was that excited for Aladdin, and Aladdin had no. all that. They had the fantastical CG. They You're had, so right. They yeah, had getting but, jiggy Will Smith. You know, here's the thing. Will Smith is one of those magical people who can pull off pretty much anything if he puts his mind to it. So we weren't. We were just weirded out because we saw a blue Will Smith. That's, yeah. that's literally what that was. We didn't have a problem too much about the movie itself. It was, but you saw knew he would be blue. He's the genie. I know, but if you look at a lot of the trailers afterwards, after the complaints, we saw they showed him mostly in human form. Yes, but after he was that. hanging out with Aladdin in real places, so they just made him human yeah. looking. It's okay. From what I'm. From what I'm hearing from the Aladdin movie, it was more like a Bolly it's almost like a Bollywood take on Aladdin. So it was like a dancing and musicals and stuff like that. But um, that's what I, a Disney movie is. Yeah. So what are we talking about with Mulan? They didn't want to make the straight up Disney copy. They made a real movie about war but, in China. But in in this instance, they should have made a straight up copy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's true. I, don't, I mean, what, I, I would, mean, would, I mean, it's just a trailer. Like they didn't would really. Eddie show Murphy much. playing a dragon have really added that much more to this. Yeah. Have yeah, yeah, play the dragon this time. You could have had someone else play the dragon this time. As a matter of fact, I want a live action Shrek, okay? And I want Eddie Murphy to come back. You already have a live day. action Shrek coming. It's that movie called I Spy that stars Batista, and there was a trailer for it. And he dances in yeah. it, and like Christian Shaw is watching him dance where he plays a spy, and they're just like, this is like the ending to the movie Shrek. That's a mm, live from the <laughs> when garbage. Batista's dancing. No, it actually looks pretty hilarious, honestly. Okay. <laughs> it looked pretty hilarious, and and Christian's show is pretty funny. For you know. Back being... to Ed's point, I I I I too want the live action Shrek movie. So what? Where are these there people coming from? Where? What is this woodwork you've got curled out of live action Shrek? Who plays Shrek? Look, I mean, oh, that's a good question. And why oh, do you need a live question. action Shrek? 
Why, might have to fan we... cast this in one pod- podcast. And then, why? you know, Mike Myers is still alive, so he's going to campaign pretty hard to play it. He's going to, like, put me in the suit. He's not. He's, not he's, too old to, he's too old to be put in the suit. You just put him in the suit. You, or you just do the you do the Incredible Hulk treatment of it, like Mark Ruffalo, and you just CGI the hell out of it. And you put yeah. him with real people there. And you have to talk to a floating and head. Now it's, and now it's, Mar- it's Mike Myers again. See? Shrek, Shrek on Broadway didn't last thing? that long. I don't know if we need a live-action Shrek. Do you think we do the same thing with Cameron Diaz? Mm. I mean, when she yeah, turns into yeah, an yeah. ogre, yeah, you do. But when she's normal, you could probably just use Cameron Diaz. Let, let's start with Shrek 1, okay? Oh, good Lord. Let's We're just gonna, start with that. Are we casting Shrek right now? Yeah, we, we are. We are. All right, I'm just going to put a note in, I guess, since this became a topic suddenly. We cast Shrek the movie. Shrek... The live action. I'm laughing, film. but I'm dead serious. Okay, I'm, go on. Continue. I'm more serious than actually not serious. All right, but I get to talk about family matters whenever I want to. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the trade-off. So. Exactly. My gritty reboot of Family Matters is coming. It's coming. It, I swear to you, we need to start writing this. I'm, this I, could do with this could do numbers. I'm gonna have to find that podcast so Ed can go back and listen to my my synopsis okay. of the gritty reboot of Family Matters. Steve yeah. Urkel has DID. It's amazing. Yes, he's got he's got dissociative disorder. So Stefan and him are still one person, but he comes out when Steve is under great stress and needs to be protected from the, the world at large. We just went off into a crazy tangent. Like it's just... we did, we did, but we've gone off on this tangent before. This is this is not a this is not an unknown tangent for the show. Continue with your Shrek the movie. So Mike Myers plays it, Mark Ruffalo style. Or do you find someone yeah, who can pull I think it that, off? No, no, no. I think Does that, Dave Batista play Shrek? I think that you see Do we get Dave Batista's version of of the Shrek voice? Actually, you know what? I would like Dave Batista as Shrek. <laughs> he kind of looks like he kind of looks like Shrek. I think that would work. Okay, so we have Dave I Batista think, as Shrek. I don't Unless know. That is a better choice. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm cool with the whole Mark Ruffalo thing. Just okay. you know, take Mike Myers, Mike Myers and just straight up CG Shrek and mm-hmm. everything else is live action. Like what they, if we they take Dave Batista and just have Mike Myers dub over his lines? Okay, that's fine. They just read the same lines, but they just dub it over. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm cool with that. They're gonna have to put like Thor's fat suit on him or something. Pretty much to make that's that okay. work. We could do that. That's it. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Thor's fat suit. That works perfectly. Um, so does Cameron Diaz reprise the role? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can age backwards now, so yeah. You can. You can. Stars do it all the time. Okay, Lord, Lord Farquaad. Ooh. Oh. How about Jamie Lannister? Jamie Lannister. Okay, that's probably pretty good, actually. Yeah. Probably, I like Jamie Lannister for that. That's good. That's probably pretty good. Okay. Um, who else do we have? Well, Donkey. Who's playing Donkey? Donkey's Eddie Murphy. That's not Come even like... We started yeah. out with that. Come on, man. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, who is uh, Pinocchio? And uh, uh, what's his face? Mr. Cookie. Uh. Ooh. Oh. Um. Pinocchio is Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Just dressed up in the makeup to kind of look yeah. pretty. Yep. Makes sense. Um. And yeah, I think the only one who's okay. actually really a big character after that is just, uh, you know, the gingerbread man. I think that's about it. And actually, they, he's not they, even listed in this as the cast. So I, I think they go with a superstar that sing, 
and go with like Justin Timberlake or something like that as a gender. Nah, Justin Timberlake's played out. Get someone <laughs> like um uh, I was gonna say that, you know what's weird? I was gonna say one of the Jonas brothers. Or go all the way the other way and get like Billy Crystal or something. Oh my god. Right? Right? There you go. All right. So you've casted your Shrek movie. Done. Done deal. That's Shrek number one. Hollywood. Live action Shrek movie. Why are you not paying us? Like, I don't Uh, understand. Now you can be ready for the reboot when they have to do it now because it's, you know, it's overdue. They've, 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 they can pull a Disney DreamWorks. Just start making their movies into live action. How to Train Your Dragon. Live action. (laughs) That was literally my next course. That was going to be my next thing because uh, that one should be good. It should be. You're, you're not wrong. It should be. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on to topics at hand though. Um, because I brought this. I, I don't know. I did this. I mean, I feel I feel responsible. All right. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, Joaquin Phoenix. His Joker movie is coming out in October, and we now have word from the director that his Joker movie will not use any of the previous Joker's origins that have been used in the comic books. Thought. Uh, Rain, Sam, because I, I got, I got a, I'm a little upset about this. I'm just going to let it go ooh, for a little bit. I see. Upsetness. I, I, uh, you know what? Sure. Honestly, sure. I, when I heard this news, I, at first I was initially like, what the fuck? And then I was like, you know what? No. Mm-hmm. Let's let this happen. Okay. Because I was just saying this is, this could possibly be one of the best performances of Joker we've ever seen. And that's a tall order seeing as how Heath Ledger pretty much smacked that thing into the stratosphere. Okay. But if we bound it by like normal comic book rules and have to do the normal comic book thing, we might not get a story that's even darker and sadder and twisted and more enamoring than if we did an original story. So... I am tentatively saying, yes, let this go out that way, and let's see what happens. Okay. Makes sense. And in this universe, Tom Wayne is, like, pretty much Donald Trump. So, like, no, they're going to have to go weird with this anyway. What are we doing here, guys? No, it's... it's Are Are we literally about to let this whole scenario go? Because, honestly... Okay, I need to preface this by saying I love me some Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, the man okay. has—I wouldn't—I wouldn't say resurrected his career. He was, you know, gone for a minute, you know, doing his indie stuff. Now mm-hmm. I'm back with a jump off. And you know, he's always been a great actor. Fine, but um, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, we—are we, we going to continue this whole thing of like taking written material and just shitting on it? And writing our own stories and branding it that what that material was because that's what we're, we did with um, what was that movie Ready Player One, right? Yeah, I'm saying we're being fanboys. Oh, look, look, Ready Player One <laughs> is one of the greatest stories ever told. It, no, it's it's a really good book um, by uh, I think Steve Klein, I think the uh, author's name is, and. Um, it's a futuristic take on virtual reality gaming. And basically you have this guy who creates a company and before he passes away, he's very sick, before he passes away, he hides these three Easter eggs within his game. And the first one to get all three of these keys um, 
wins pretty much all the control of his company in this game. Yeah, pretty much. Now you have this evil empire company named IO, which is like a gaming company that basically took over the game after he passed. And they have all the money and they have all the resources and they run in there and they try to get all the keys. And you have this one kid, his name is Wade Watts, and he's the protagonist of the story and he's poor. And he basically, you follow him throughout his journey um, to try to get the keys. So what they did in the Ready Player One movie was nothing like the book whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Now, it was a good movie if you like fun action-packed movies with, you know, fun little callbacks like Spielberg films. Um, Gundams. Gundams, like cool yes. stuff like that. But if they had called it something else, it would have been fine with me. But they called it Ready Player One, and it was a completely different movie. I mean, so, you know, Steven Spielberg does what he wants. He does what he wants. But he could have at least used some of the material. What the hell is that all about? Spielberg does what Spielberg does. I I, I have a rebuttal. Uh oh. My rebuttal is you are having too high of expectations for DC movies. Oh, you got me there. That's the reason why I'm saying I'm okay with this Joker is because they literally fucked up everything else. Yeah, like they, like they like they 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 shot the bed and then they rolled in it. They don't care anymore. They're just making all new worlds. Fine, make all new worlds. Go he ahead. Likes Jared Leto. But we're not gonna Joker. see we're not gonna see this Joker in any future movies. This is I know we're point. not. That's they're the not point. Building anything. And they're not building anything. That's the point. That's why anything can happen. Like, like we have Brightburn, which is pretty much a horror movie version take on Superman, and it was good. And they're making, yeah. they're possibly making a sequel. I don't know if you see. Has anyone seen it else? I, have oh, I haven't seen it. seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but I kind of know the premise. So, but I know the premise. Yes. Is it okay if I spoil something at the end? Sure. They kind of hint. They kind of hint that there is a pretty much an evil version of Aquaman around the same age, and an evil version of Wonder Woman around the same age. So there is a possibility for a horror movie, horror esque, dark, you know, DC universe, and I'm cool with it because DC wise, they're not doing anything to the source material properly at all. And um, remember, Justice League Two movie was supposed to come out like. Two months, like almost a month ago, weeks, pretty much month, a month ago. Uh, DC is not doing it right. Marvel's doing it. Marvel's doing their job. DC is not. And so, if they just want to experiment now and just like you know let like I guess the back like you know the the bench take over. You know when you losing you're losing a basketball game in the fourth quarter, but like twenty points, you just let yeah, you just get some practice. Yeah, just get some practice in. You want to make a you want to make a Joker movie? Go ahead, go go. Sure, we're not doing anything with it. Just Can do it. I say though, over the last weekend, I watched the Shazam movie. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was the first DC movie I have thoroughly enjoyed from beginning to end. But you will never see that character in Justice League. Yeah, you'll never. I would love to see that character in Justice League because he makes sense there now. He does, but Warner Brothers is not. But you know what? He doesn't need to be in Justice League because spoiler for for Shazam, he has an entire Shazam family to hang out. He doesn't need to hang out with the Justice League. And, He's and got that's six why other characters part. he can hang out with. Yeah. It works on its own. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They can kick all sorts of booty without a Justice League of their own. 
But don't freaking tease me at the very end with a Superman sitting down with him at lunchtime. Well, and they have established, though, that he is technically in that same DC universe. Which is why it was a Superman costume from Justice League and Superman Returns that walked into that uh, thing. And that's why they talk about Batman and they talk about Superman existing in their world. Because technically they're in the same world. See, and that's where the thing, you have to say that. Technically, they're in the same world. You never have to say that sentence when you're talking about a Marvel property unless you're talking about one of their television properties. Well, they are blatantly Jesus. in the same world. Huh? Well, Marvel comic uh, movies are blatantly in the same world. Yes. Right. They, they don't hide right. it. You know, DC kind of hid it after a while because it was just like, well, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, you know, keep this universe going or maybe we'll kill it and burn it in a fire. We don't know yet. Um, the Dark Knight the Dark Knight the entire trilogy I'm also seeing uh, speaking of that dead universe uh, since we know Suicide Squad 2 is coming out a wrinkle in time actor Storm Reid is in talks to play Idris Elba's daughter in the Suicide Squad yeah um that so, I saw that I saw that and I uh, didn't put that on the topics because I didn't know what to fucking do with that because we still don't yeah. know what Idris Elba is playing yeah we they don't say know he's playing. He, they say he's not playing Deadshot so who the f- is he playing hmm we don't know who any of John Cena's in a movie. We don't know who John Cena's playing. I found that egregious. Like yes. we got you have all these actors and you haven't told a shit. Can we and you're remaking them and you're remaking a movie, but like it's like a reboot, but not really, and it's a sequel, but not really, because Marvel Robbie's in it playing Harley Quinn, but that's pretty much the only thing we got. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and I maybe Viola Davis comes back as Amanda she Waller. Comes back as Amanda Waller. She better. And clearly, like you said, we have <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> Ah oh, man, that you think you get tired of that opening music, but you it's don't. Never, it's terrible. Never. Well, he's good and retired now. He doesn't have to do anything. He's basically he's ha- he's now hosting. Uh, Are you smarter than a fifth grader on Nickelodeon? So he's not coming back. That's perfect for him. Is he? He is. I saw a commercial for, for this weekend. He is. He has successfully wow. said, "I'm not beating up my body anymore. I'm transitioned out. I am now dating a woman who is an engineer for a large company." Um, yeah, he got himself a hot smart chick. He don't have to get himself beat up no more. And uh, he's hosting children's television where Dave Bautista is now 50 years old and he's in some of the movies that he's done. He's in... Oh, okay. That's one thing. I want to just throw that out there real fast. Dave Bautista did an interview um, this week or last week with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has a podcast called Talk is Jericho. A lot of fun, especially if you like Chris Jericho. But he did an interview. I mean, everything is Jericho. That's just Jericho's gimmick. Everything is Jericho. But... um. Batista did an interview with Jericho, and he basically said during the interview that Disney had rehired James Gunn long before they ever made that official public announcement. Why he doesn't know why they waited that long, but he's, he basically said they hired, rehired him a long time ago. And he, he basically said he thinks it's because Disney is a conservative company, and they didn't know exactly how they were going to announce it. And they were probably just waiting for the heat to blow over, which is what Chris you know, uh, mm. offered as an excuse. But he did say that Basically, before we heard the news of James Gunn's rehiring, this had been, you know, locked up and done for quite a while. That, you know, first of and all, and that's I why he actually said he was going to actually do the movie still in the meantime because they said they were going to use his script. Originally, he wasn't going to do it if they weren't going to use a script. Once they right. said they would, he decided he'd still do it. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't call Disney a conservative company by any means, but I, I, I see what you mean by see that. They kind of that way, though. A little they, bit. They're a family. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. a family company. They're a family a doubt. company. Yeah. But um, 
No, I mean, like, I, I can understand that aspect of just waiting for things to blow over. And, you know, Disney's really very good with timing with any of their stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're incredible with it. So, like, there's got to be a, a valid reason for mm-hmm. it. So, and clearly, just because Dave Batista doesn't understand it doesn't mean there wasn't a reason yeah. for it. So. I mean, clearly, they, they waited the right amount of time because when they did announce it, no one gave a shit. It was exactly. Just like, it was just cool. Awesome. Great stuff. No one cares. Yeah. We could have went without hearing that information because me and you kind of surmised that that's what went down. Mm -hmm. But like everyone who was, you know, paying attention kind of figured that's what it was. But you didn't need to say it. Just shut up. Big Dave don't care. Big Dave says what he wants to say. All right, Big Dave, whatever, man. I'm just saying. That's what Big Dave did. Well, they didn't fire him for that other stuff. And I don't think they're going to fire him for this. Just what it is. Look, how many more movies do we need fucking fucking Drax? We need like maybe. One, maybe it. two. But, you know, there's, there's other Disney stuff. You know, they own Fox now. There's other movies you could be in. No. Dave's getting worse. He's got his movie off. coming out with uh, Kumail Nanjani this week. Stuber. There, oh, that movie right. did come out, but I'm saying, like, Disney properties, Marvel properties. Oh, no. Well, we're not Mar- Marvel properties, but there's other Disney properties he could be in, you know? He could be the hunter that shoots Bambi's uh, mother when they do the remake of that. Oh, my God. They might actually <laughs> do the remake of Bambi. <laughs> Or he could be oh the hunter God. chasing down Snow White in the remake of that. Nah, that's got to be um the guy. Uh, the, hey, the, uh, remember the hunter doesn't fall for her. It's just the prince. He could still be the hunter who helps her get away. No, the hunter has to be Eric from Vampire um, from the um True from Blood? True True Blood. So it's symmetry because he was the huntsman in the Snow White thing. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so um. No traditional origin for the Joker because there's not really one, anyways. There's just lots of weird ones, and they're gonna make a new one, so it'll just be a new origin for this character in this new interpretation in this movie, where the Joker terrorizes New York and Newark or Gotham City, whatever they call it. Um, we may get an awesome Joker that we'll never see again, yeah. and I'm cool with it. So go for it. Okay, well there we go. Yeah, that's, that's, You've that's just given up. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> If it's not an animated DC property, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that. Uh, so speaking of pro wrestlers, um, The Rock may be doing another movie for Netflix. Uh, the movie's called Red Notice, and it will also star Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So, wow. That's an interesting uh, group uh, casting. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen these three together. Oh, um, no. Ever. I don't think we've uh, seen even two of them together. Yeah. And the budget for this movie may be $200 million. That's fairly low. Uh, but for a Netflix movie, it feels like it's probably pretty high. Oh, for Netflix. For Netflix. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's very high. That's very like, high. How are you recouping that money? Like, it's Subscribers, Netflix. man. Like, are you Lots getting subscribers. more subscribers? Uh, here's the thing. Like, uh, and pardon me for, you know, saying <laughs> this, but I read the premise, you know, um, the, the Rock plays an Interpol agent, which, okay. Tasked with capturing the most wanted art thief in the world. Yes, so this is kind of be like an art, like an action flick mixed with Ocean's Eleven, kind of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like an Ocean's Three, almost. It's Both Ryan Reynolds um, and Gal Gadot will be seeing $20 million paydays for their role. Oh, okay, I, I would take that paycheck too. Johnson yeah. is expected I don't care to what the millions like. more since he's the primary producer of the movie. Of course he is, because he's The Rock. And you he, smell what he's cooking. If it wasn't for the fact I saw the tattoos and I saw the, I saw his family, I would assume he was Jamaican, not as many jobs he has. <laughs> and some like, ones, man. They got a lot of jobs, too, I feel like. 
I feel like it. I mean, Roman Reigns ain't ain't like you know slouch either. No, no, no. Cancer but what I was saying. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, Two hundred million dollars for the movie that we're doing, and it's gonna be a big action movie. I don't like. I don't think Rock is the type of name that's gonna make people be like, "Oh shit, I can only watch this on Netflix. I gotta buy Netflix to get on it." But I feel did people you have- think that Adam Sandler was the type of name that would make people think I gotta get? I still Netflix think you're lying for Adam about Sandler. That. Adam I Sandler think- has the biggest rated movie on Netflix right now in I mystery still, uh, and I murder, still murder think mystery. That's a lie. I still he think that's like, a lie. He has like a hundred million Net- something dollar deal. For I think Netflix is clutching the numbers for that movie. I don't think it's doing those numbers. I think it's <laughs> all just a conspiracy. You keep saying it like it's true, and I cannot see it. I cannot see that. The, the denial is strong with Sam on this one, but like <laughs> he doesn't but believe look, people. It, you know, look, I, I've actually seen that mystery movie by the way, just because I watched um, it. And, and it's it's decent. It's not it's an okay, terrible. It's an okay. Movie. It's okay. Listen to what you're saying. You're saying but, it's decent. It's not terrible. Look, here's you're the not thing. saying it's amazing. Here's you're not the saying it's all the best thing ever. You're saying it's okay. I would say I would say it's a better Adam Sandler movie than most Adam Sandler movies. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. And if it was in Jennifer theaters, exactly. And if it was in theaters, it would have probably cleaned up nicely at about fifty, sixty million dollars, which would have probably put it in decent. You know money-making position look long long weekend you know nothing to watch yeah um, besides spending time with your family you know over the holiday for you know fourth of july and you're sitting at home you've seen everything on netflix already okay you've seen everything except for that movie. actually you're I've gonna been, put it on I'm, i've been working my way through how to get away with murder shonda rhimes man she just grabs you she, oh. <laughs> this is true although to be fair i'm trying to figure out what she's doing because I feel like she hasn't done anything since being picked up by Netflix either. Well, she's working on her stuff. I oh, mean, I know. I know she's supposed to be working on it. Just also, I, I expect to keep, see it by now. Keep in mind, Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder are both still oh, putting out seasons. So I mean, like, I don't know if she's actively involved in that now. I think she's more kind of executive producing. She just kind of gets paid to. Yeah, Netflix you know, is all base. about that. All about that steady work. Aren't the uh, Marvel guys? Um, still getting paychecks even though those shows are canceled because they're uh, getting paid through their contracts. Probably the con- some the, of that. The contract isn't up till 2021, right? There's probably a little bit of that. And obviously, as long as those are airing, they probably have some deal that pays them for you know streaming episodes, how much it gets streamed, how much it gets watched. But, uh, I mean, like I said, Netflix signed in for another four deals, uh, for another four pictures, in 2017, um, you know, I I don't even remember how many the initial deal was for, but you four. Know, so they signed him to an eight picture deal, man. Netflix clearly feels as though they have made a wise investment and they are making back their money from it. I, I don't know what to say. You know, it's it's just when they get you, he's making money. <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say I can't wait for that Adam Sandler anthology, <laughs> the box set, oh, Netflix man. box set. But yes, it was a, it was a four picture deal in 2014, and they've now picked up for another four pictures. So, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, Adam Sandler. I don't know, highest rated Netflix movie ever. I also I watched believe, Hotel I Transylvania three this weekend. And, you know, just the thing to watch. It was on Netflix. You have children. I do. 
I do. But I mean, she's she's two, so she's still stupid. She doesn't know she's watching. She's watching. She knows, she knows Elmo. <laughs> I mean, well, this is true. She knows Elmo. And she knows Baby Shark, and that's all that really matters to her. Ah, uh, but whatever. <laughs> we'll move I away would... from Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> we will move to Spider Man because Spider Man uh, is in theaters and it's making money. But something came out this week that basically uh, I was surprised to see, but it seems to have been kind of confirmed in a couple places. Um, the basic gist is that if Spider-Man makes less than a billion dollars at the box office for Marvel, the rights go back to Sony. So that seems to be the deal. Apparently, what? if they don't make a billion dollars on each film of Spider-Man, Sony gets to take it back over because Marvel didn't do a good enough job. Okay. One, I'm, I agree with that. I'm not concerned. And, and two, why, Sony? Why? I mean, you, you've done such a great job as Spider-Man before. You hey, really want to take that shit back now? They don't want to point fingers. They just know how worthy because this character is. You got you got lucky with Venom. Let's be honest. You got lucky. <laughs> you got lucky. You Venom got you made Venom just start feeling himself and think they could run Spider-Man. They can't run Spider-Man. Marvel could run Spider-Man. You know why Marvel can run Spider-Man? Because Marvel made Spider-Man. They know what they're doing. Leave Spider-Man the freak alone. Well, I mean, there's one caveat there. I mean, uh-huh. Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. It was. Into- and now, that was straight from Sony. And that was that straight was- from Sony. Okay, that was like bottled lightning. <laughs> that was bottled lightning. I didn't know that could even happen, and it was so amazing. That was the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Yeah. That was, like, Amazing. And it's on Netflix, so if you haven't watched it already, go and watch it. You Seriously, should watch Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Just don't tell I mean, yourself you don't want to watch cartoons. Watch it. Go watch it. It's great. I mean, I, like like Sam said. I mean, I'm not concerned. It's just, it's just one of those things where Marvel Studios is laughing all the way to the bank. They don't. They don't care. They probably saw the contract and were just like, "This is this is stupid. Like this is I mean, too easy." It's not stupid, and it's not necessarily easy. I mean, I'll be fair. Okay. It can, came out July second, and it's already made six hundred and three million dollars worldwide. So, can you can you give me a percentage of the entire Marvel slate, okay, mm. that has made over a billion individually? Ooh, it's it's got to be more than fifty, right? More than fifty percent mm. of the movies. Hmm. Actually, I would put money against that. I think only like a couple of them made it hit by themselves hit uh, billions. The rest of them might have been comfortably like yeah. in the seven or eight. Like I can't see Ant Man okay. making bill. Okay, I don't let's, let's see. Since airing in China, I have it since up right airing now. in China. I have it oh. up right now. I got it up right now. Um, eight of them have hit a billion dollars. Actually, that's eight, I out mean, of twenty-two. Out of twenty-two, that's so we have Avengers Endgame. It's almost half, roughly, but it's more mm, like forty no. percent or something. It's more like forty percent. Okay. So Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Marvel's The Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. Black Panther, Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War, Captain Marvel. And ninth place is Spider-Man Homecoming at $880 million, worldwide unadjusted. So technically, Spider-Man did not make a billion dollars. So it's fake news, Andrew. So it's not completely unreasonable that this one won't make a billion dollars either. But look, it's going to. It's at what, at $600 million right now? It's only been at $600 But this one was at eight hundred. We're gonna get an international release. 
Uh, it's it's gonna. I mean, it's already been internationally released. Actually, let's see. The last one, Homecoming, made three hundred thirty-four million domestic, and it made five hundred forty-five million yeah. foreign. This okay. one has made two hundred eleven million domestic and three hundred ninety-two million foreign. So far, a weekend. Yeah, in a weekend. So this is true. It's still got quite a bit of time and quite a bit of a lead-in with uh, Avengers, but. It does remain only a hundred million dollars behind each of the other records so far. So if it slows down considerably, it could average out to the same thing it made last time, eight hundred something million dollars. Does Sony have any movies coming out this year or like in the next week or two? Mm, they had Men in Black, which I don't know. Men in Black failed pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Good. It did not do good. Um, let's see. Spider-Man Far From Home, Men in Black, Men in Black made $73 million. Uh, it made $236 million total, actually, so it really didn't fail that bad. It made $236 million out of a $110 million budget. Um, Brightburn came out, Miss Bala, uh, future releases for them. They have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's coming out this month. That's going to be good. That's going to be big, because uh, it's got a lot of talk, and it's uh, Tarantino. Angry Birds 2. Uh, Zombieland in October, Charlie's Angels in November, mm. Jumanji the Next Level in December, followed by Little Women in December, and then Masters of the Universe in 2020. They He-Man. also have Bond 25 down the pipeline, and right? Bond 25, yeah. Who's Bond in this? Uh, it's still Daniel Craig. Again? I thought he was done. They keep throwing money at him, and he goes, fuck it, one more time. Yeah, uh, but I believe this is the last time. Now he's pretty much definitely said no, no more. Mr. Robot's going to be the bad guy in yes. the next that one, Rami Malek. which is which is good because he has bad guy face. Mm. Is it because he's foreign? No, that's not why. <laughs> Card's foreign and he doesn't have bad guy face. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, uh, Sony would be a fucking fool if they took back Spider Man. I don't care how much dollar signs they see in their eyes. Fans will revolt. Well, I mean, Sony's probably thinking, you know, we've got a Venom movie. We need to have a Spider-Man in this Venom movie. Let's do this. And wait, uh, wait, wait. Andrew, is that mm-hmm. a, that money is purely from the box office release, right? It's not yes. from merchandise yes, or anything like that. but I think like it's that. purely from box office. They have to make the money. It's possible that the last movie made a billion overall. Due oh, to overall, sure. And, and, but it yeah. seems like the original Sony Marvel Spidey deal to co-produce these movies stipulated... That if this Spidey cleared a billion, Marvel would get to oversee a third. If it hadn't, full creative control would be reverted to Sony. Hmm, okay. So uh, it's oh, apparently we'll a guarantee, though. They say it's gonna because it made six hundred million dollars in its first week, so it should be able to clear it. And if not, it's a massive drop off. It's gonna have so um, you know, as long as it's not a terrible drop off, then it will be fine. If it can even do half those numbers for two, three weeks, it's uh, right. good to go. Um. But there was one thing that somebody said that uh, Spider-Man 3, I'd seen it written somewhere, a third Spider-Man in the series would try to do some stuff that had never been done in Spider-Man before. Um, I know you were thinking... I know you were thinking Craven the Hunter. Um, Here's what I was thinking. Um, uh, Ed, you've seen this movie now, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Sam, you haven't seen it yet. Not yet. And I haven't seen it. I might see it this week, finally. But we'll go into... um, 
Look, we're going to put a sound thingy. We'll put a, uh, a number thingy that'll tell you when uh, you can jump ahead to the next topic, but we're going to just talk about the spoiler now, too. Um, so you got three seconds to jump ahead to the next one or pause so you don't hear this, and you can jump ahead, and we'll not be talking about spoilers then. One, two, three. Okay, so um, one of the after credits things was the fact that Spidey's identity is revealed to the world. With this being the case, and with so many of Spider-Man's villains now being in jail, could we see Marvel do Sinister Six, a la the Ultimate comic books, and actually kill Peter Parker in the next film? Okay. Yeah. I thought that, and I did, because when you said the Sony reverting rights back, I thought that. I swear to God, if they do that, I would be so upset. But it would probably lead to the introduction of Miles Morales. Don't, don't. No, don't do I that. Mean, this is Marvel. If no, Marvel's going to kill him off like the Ultimates, they're going to kill him off just like the Ultimates, and they're going to be give, leading us into Miles Morales probably after that. Don't do that to me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, obviously, Sony would have the rights to Miles Morales too, so they'd have to create a whole other deal so that they could use Miles while Sony gets their own Peter Parker for the Venom movie franchise or whatever. You know, I can honestly see a Miles Morales-led Spider-Man movie being akin to the success of Black Panther. I was just about to say that. Get out of I my think head. It's, I think it's, <laughs> it's going to be pretty massive, pretty huge. I think it's something Sony is counting on happening if Marvel goes this direct direction. But, you know, I still believe if they do a Sinister Six, Sinister Six movie, I think it may be Peter Parker's last um, hurrah as Spider-Man. But I think he's going to take other Spider-Men with him to fight the Sinister Six. I still think after all that's happened in this movie mm. that they're going to um, have some sort of spider army or spider team to, to, to fight the Sinister Six in yeah. the next movie. No, I'm just throwing or, that out there. Or in the next afterwards. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Honestly, it feels premature to kill off Peter Parker to me, even if you were going to yes. try to introduce Smiles. Right. But I could kind of sort of see it now that they've introduced his identity to the world. Because, I mean, it's definitely blending the idea of Civil War where his identity comes out and uh, he basically has to go and live with Tony Stark to be protected because the world knows who he is. Which I think could still very much happen since he has a relationship with Happy and Pepper, I guess. Uh, you know, by extension of Happy. And they know who Peter is and they know Peter was, you know, much loved by Tony and vice versa. I could definitely see them, you know, well, your aunt what? man, you need a place to stay that's uh, kind of off limits to normal people. Here, live in Stark Tower. We'll put you guys up. I could see that being a thing in the next movie. Um, but what, how do you get the genie they, back in the bottle? You know, what if they go the other direction? What if they go with like billion dollar mogul Peter Parker and go that route? I mean, Tony's too soon. Tony's already his like surrogate father mm -hmm. in a way. And, you know, he's gone, and Tony's left a lot to him. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't see anything like that happening? Maybe. I kind of feel like we're probably... Honestly, it's probably over-dramatized what we're thinking. The simplest yeah. solution is probably they pull a... They, they, they pull a Peter's in the same place as Spider-Man kind of a thing to prove yeah. that it's not Spider-Man. They bring in, like, the chameleon or something in the next movie, and they show the chameleon committing crimes dressed as oh. Peter Parker and Peter's able to use it to kind of clear his name and pretend like no that wasn't me the whole time that wasn't even Spider-Man like that wasn't me that wasn't Spider-Man it was this guy the chameleon who was working with Mysterio 
and like that works. stuff. Or mm-hmm. Miles gets developed in the third movie, and Miles puts on the suit to pretend to be Spider-Man to prove that Peter isn't Spider-Man. Oh my or god, that. that works even better. Or that too, <laughs> that works as well. You got a second Spider-Man who can do spidery things while Peter is standing next to him. That yeah. makes sense. You just need a second Spider-Man. That's it. That's that all you need. Sense. You can clear his name afterwards because Spider-Man is kind of a is considered kind of a menace anyway to some people. I mean, no one who has common sense in New York City thinks Spider-Man is a menace, but he's considered a menace to some other people. But proving that Peter Parker is not Spider-Man is simple. Just having another Spider-Man in the place. There you go. We will see. We will see. Now, um, on to wait, less. wait, wait. Yes. Wait. One one other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an article about the other after credit scene where uh, Nick is. Uh, we find out Nick Fury is actually Nick Fury, but he's actually Talos. And you see Nick, and he's working on something in space. There's talks that they think that this is the introduction of Sword. Yeah. I like that idea. Because yeah. a lot of intergalactic galactic level shit has been happening to Earth, and they've clearly established themselves being on the board, and there are other alien races, so they need to start having a first line of defense for space stuff. So Nick Fury taking some time off and letting Talos cover Earth while he goes up and sets up S.W.O.R.D. would be pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta say, it wasn't as mind-blowing as I thought it was going to be because it was the next logical step after everything that's happened in the MCU um, to have like a Earth Defense Force uh, um, Earth Defense Force um, it makes sense yeah you just just just, just design the peak just like you design a helicarrier yep. and you know just start pulling some I mean we're probably going to see if I would put anything on Korg and Meek joining up and working for this working for peak too so we get to see those guys again from uh, Thor, Ragnarok, and um, Endgame. Yep, Endgame. Yeah. yeah so you just get all get all your friendly aliens, put them on thing. We're probably gonna see it like unveiled in like Captain Marvel two. Makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, Captain Marvel, I think, will be a, definitely a big part of it. So, and obviously, yeah. since she and Fury have a connection, um, you know, whatever he's doing will probably involve her at some point. So, and, and if Talos is involved already, then it's gonna definitely involve her. Yeah, but I'm very angry with you guys. You guys got me way too hyped up for that second credits scene, and well, I'm the thinking, first one was really the big one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I didn't know what order they fell in, to be honest. <laughs> I, I had heard a rumor about um, an introduction of a fox character in to, in the one of the credits. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, it's going to be Deadpool. We're going to see <laughs> we're going to see a Joe Kelly inspired meeting right now, and it, uh, my god, it's one of my favorite you know series ever, and that'd be amazing. He could be the de facto mentor while t- Tony Stark is gone, hmm. and you know, pretty much ruin Peter. But um, that's what I was hoping for. I'm sorry. And I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I, I don't. You. No. <laughs> Well, on you. Uh, the only people who have really anything to apologize for are the people who made Fantastic, oh, I'm sorry, Fan Stick and the Dark Phoenix movie, because uh, those sucked. And uh, there's a bit of an article about who lost more money. Um, will it be Dark Phoenix or will it be Fan Stick? 
Well, at this point, um, Dark Phoenix has made $249 million worldwide, $64 million here, and $184 million foreign. So, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's, it's actually uh, the worst thing ever um, in terms of X-Men movies. Uh, yeah, no one's seen it, and no one cares to see it, it seems like. Just like none of the actors really cared to be in it. So all in all, there's not any reason for us to care at all. No. Uh, whereas Fan Stick, no one definitely saw that because um, it only made $167 million worldwide. And no one definitely cared about that other than Michael B. Jordan and maybe Miles Teller a little bit because those two seem to be the only ones to get work. That's yeah. about it. One cost $120 million. One cost, oh, we don't even know how much Dark Phoenix cost. So it probably cost way more than 120 <laughs> So is the general consensus is we just don't care about X-Men and Fantastic Four anymore? or I think we don't care about enough to know that it's coming to Disney and we're just waiting for the Disney versions of these characters. Yes. I don't know if people are knowledgeable enough, but I think people are waiting for Disney to do something with them now since they have it. Yeah, I think people don't care about the Fox versions of these characters. They care about X-Men and they care about Fantastic Four, but they know that like Fox is like not doing a great job with them, so they're just like, okay, we're just done. And then you find out Fox is being sold to Disney, so then you're like, this is going to be the last X Men movie. Why, why do I care? Yeah. And then you do, and then you make it of some. They did this in X Three again. They did this movie already. Why mm-hmm. are we doing it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Um, so, like I said, I care more about Hellboy than this, and I didn't see Hellboy either. And people definitely didn't care about that. But yeah, you know what people did care about. They cared about Pokemon. Oh, right. Yes, it yes. Because Pokemon, uh, when we took this article down, it was the second highest grossing video game film ever. As of uh, reading it now, it is now the first highest grossing video game film. Hey! So, kudos to Pokemon for now being the top of the charts. Just uh, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. With Ryan Reynolds is now... The greatest video game movie ever. Congratulations. Is that is that really what we're going for though? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bad movies that are video game movies. <laughs> yes, but now it's the greatest one. It made the most money. It topped Laura Croft Tomb Raider in two thousand one. It took Which was- eighteen years to become the number one video game movie, to beat the number one one. Wasn't Rampage in number one position for some reason? Um, uh, wait, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at... No, no. Lifetime Gross. Lifetime Gross. Rampage is number four. Okay. I don't know. It's Lifetime Gross. Maybe it was like something else, but... No, it's... Uh, wait, let me just check. I'm making sure. Because I thought you were right, too, about Rampage. I thought it was Rampage. Rampage made $428,000 million worldwide. Which I see is amazing. Okay, so it's worldwide. This is showing me domestic. So domestic, it's now number one, but it is now number one worldwide because it's made $429 million. It's $1 million over Rampage. Woo! So nonetheless. Rampage should not have made that much money, but woo! Again, Rampage had The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is so money. And Imagine it, if The Rock had been in Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds. It would have cleared this record a long time ago. It would have broke my face. That's exactly. amazing. 
and we still have Sonic the Hedgehog to come speeding up to take over the record oh, in February. <laughs> it's not. It's not doing shit. It's got to go fast. No. It could happen. Uh, Sonic. People love Sonic. I can't wait for the re-reveal because then that'll be a nice topic. Uh, it probably won't look so freakish. She'll have better teeth. Things like that. They'll recast the voice with Jaleel White. It'll be happy. They don't need... Well, yes, they do need Jaleel White to recast as the voice because that's the proper Sonic and I, I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Um, they need to remove the teeth. Just don't give him teeth. Mm-hmm. And they need to yeah. bring us, give us more Dr. Robotnik. Yes. There, there needs to be a little more, uh, a little bit more of him. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And that, uh, that is our movies. So we've reached the end of movies. Hooray! And we're only about fifty-two minutes in. So goddamn, let's hurry up. Um, we talked about movies for a while this week. So TV shows and video games. There's actually not too much to cover on that. There's only three topics. Um, have either of you played Cuphead? No. I have not, and I'm just scared to, that's why. Okay, so that'll be pretty fast. I have played Cuphead. It is one of the hardest games ever. It is a game that looks like it was made in the 1930s as a cartoon in the style of Steamboy Willie, except you play it, and it's super hard and punishing while being super cute. And um, it's gotten quite a bit of fanfare, so much so that it is getting an animated series that will be coming to Netflix. Uh, I believe Cuphead might have been created by one guy, uh, who was working on it for a couple years, or at least a very small team of guys. And yeah, so now um, this indie game that's sold over 4 million copies since 2017 is now uh, getting an animated series, which will expand upon the character in the world, which centers on the titular hero Cuphead and his brother Mugman, who make a deal with the devil in a high-stakes gambling match. Is this catered towards uh, children, teens? Well, uh, I think once you make a deal with the devil, it's probably teens. Okay. Yeah. Young adults. They're going to try young adults once once the deal with the devil comes in. So this will join Netflix uh, with their other adapt. Dad- What's up? But all dogs go to heaven. That was a kid's movie. Oh. Yeah, but it gave lots of kids nightmares back then. Me included. There you go. Yeah, all dogs go to heaven and some go to hell. You know? Yeah, man. But yes, Cuphead is another video game adaptation that's coming to the small screen, which will also be followed with uh, The Witcher coming to Netflix. A Halo series that's in production at Showtime, an adaptation of the Ubisoft's Skull and Bones, and a film and television universe built around the game Mist. So Mist? Mist. That game that made you furious, but was supposed to keep you calm. Yeah. Mist. Mist. Because there's an entire it, lore around that world. Mist. This is like Battleship all over again, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there'll be probably less aliens and less Rihanna, but... Uh, I guess it's like Battleship. That's literally the only thing that was great about Battleship. What about the legless guy who punched an alien? He was kind of cool. He had no legs. Rihanna was like the only thing good about Battleship. <laughs> I don't even remember what she did in Battleship. Mahalo, motherfucker. Oh, I guess that's what she did. See, I probably didn't get that far in. I just remember the legless guy punching aliens and you know, finding out, like, no, he's a real legless guy. He was in the army. We put him in the movie. Yeah. He lost his legs. Like Lieutenant Dan. I don't know. Um, Lieutenant Dan, but he's, you know, punching. Punching aliens, bitch. Um, Yeah, also, uh, on the video game front, uh, Amazon. Amazon's going to release a video game. They just announced that today. Uh, They're going to release a Lord of the Rings MMO. We already had one. 
I was going to say that to you. They already had a Lord of the Rings MLL. Uh, that was done before. It was moderately successful. Um, and it's going to come back now from Amazon and potential conjunction with their uh, Lord of the Rings TV show that is also going to be coming out from Amazon uh, at some point in the future because well, Lord of the Rings is a thing. I'm, I'm definitely excited for the show, but um, I mean, I, I'm guessing they're trying to promote this on their Fire Cube where you're supposed to be able to play it directly from your TV or stream it. Or... You think it would be on that? I think it'd have to be on something bigger for an MMO. I mean... Um, I don't know. It, it totally depends on how they plan on what the design is, I guess, because if it's designed to be a AAA style, you mm-hmm. know, 3D models and all that stuff, yeah, I could definitely see that being on a um, larger market, like, you know, Xbox, PS4, PC, whatever. Yeah, I guess so, because, I mean, yeah. if you figure Apple, you know, the new update that's coming out is going to be releasing uh, controller support for PlayStation and Xbox controllers. Which they should have honestly had in from the get-go. But with that, I'm sure the game market will expand a bit with all sorts of games because now you can play pretty much anything. And, you know, as long as it can run and be powered by an Apple TV, you can play it on an Apple TV with a proper controller. And I have because I updated my Apple TV to the beta. And now I can Steam Link to my Apple TV with my Xbox controller and play my Steam games from my PC. And it runs masterfully now that I have it all wired up. So... Uh, we are living in the future. I'm yeah. really living in the future. It's, it's quite I'd, li- I'd, li- I'd like to see more information on this because I mean, you can you can play MMOs on your phone. There are mobile this MMOs. Like, it's it just depends on how they decide to go about it. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see when the last one ended. It started in 2007. I just don't see when it came to an end. Is what I'm trying to find out. But I know it lasted for quite a while. I feel like. Um, Development time, development release. Da, da, da. It was announced in 1998. Wow. Yeah, back when Sierra Online had access to it. Sierra so, Online. Yeah. You're just making sounds. Those are just sounds you're saying. <laughs> Do you remember the games such as King's Quest, Police Quest, Space Quest? Do those ring a bell to you at all, Sam? Ah. Uh, no. no. Do you okay. remember a game such as Laser Suit Larry? So good. Does that sound familiar? Are you guys just making shit up and you're just, like, fucking with me? No, no. Laser Suit Larry was about a middle-aged man who had just reached about his mid-30s, if not early 40s, who was going to go out in the city that was basically Las Vegas to find love and sex um, while wearing his white laser suit in the 80s. Um, It was a game that I should not have been playing as a 7- to 10-year-old child, but I found on my dad's computer and played it and then proceeded to try to help this uh, pixelated man fornicate with women. Kind of sounds like a fever dream, but all right. You I'll got send you a link. <laughs> What's up? You got into your dad's shoebox. I mean, it was, yeah, it was on his computer. It was in DOS. I just had to, you know, find the executable and run it. And then I had to get back out the questions that asked, like, you know, 1960s era questions, like, what was President Nick, Link, Nixon's first name or something like that, you know? Uh, things like that. That, you know, if you got three answers wrong, they would be like, ah, you're a kid. Get out of here. And they close the game on you. But wow. yes, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm going to send you a link to this. It's a real shit. So I, you have to play these games. Um, I don't have to do that. You, I don't. You, you need to. They're, they're, I, I, and I have to forget. I, I forget this sometimes. Sam is younger than us by a lot. Uh, like by five years. So five years he's a goddamn child sometimes. I forget. He doesn't know I'm a child. <laughs>
Child? You use the word child? Look, I say you this know, because you're, you're, the, like, you're like, the same age as my brother, so it's like uh, sometimes I forget and just like ah, god damn it. You know the mics are like ten years younger than us, right? Well, Wait, ten Mike? years younger than you. Mike? Wait, that Mike? Mike and Mike. Oh fuck those mics! God damn it. Oh, they're that young. Yes, they're that young. Okay. Damn. Yeah, we're old. Okay, I'm just gonna. We're at we're at an hour mark. Hi, uh, I I said fuck those mics. You might not know who fuck those mics are, but fuck those mics are Mike Smith and Mike DeCrisco. They are from Mike and Mike. Go to the movies and the Complete Works, where they review every Nicolas Cage movie ever made. Mike and Mike both work with the Rapture Press Network, so push their podcasts on it, and you should listen to them. So just search for the Complete Works or Mike and Mike Go to the Movies anywhere. Uh, you listen to your podcasts, or go to Anchor.fm and find them there. They're excellent people who are goddamn too young, and I hate them now. Mike and Mike. Okay. <laughs> that's our ad. I appreciate that's the longest. Our, that's 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 start. That's going to be our ad for their shows, which they'll do this week, and they'll be excellent. They'll be excellent, but I'm just going to put a little note in so they can find this ad, uh, Mike and Mike ad in the middle of our show and I'll be able to listen to it later when we uh, put this up later this week yeah uh, great guys great podcasts uh, far better than us but um, yeah you should listen um, moving on but Lord of the Rings MMO is coming um, no release date yet uh, the last one like I said ended in 2016 so it didn't end that long ago actually uh, it was around for at least a good uh, nine years um, and so they have a new one coming so we'll see what's going on maybe it'll be at the same level maybe it'll be you know mobile and uh, made for uh, Fire TV stuff, but it looks like it may be coming out of an Asian studio, and lots of Asian studios make lots of grindy MMOs. So, at worst, it'll be super pretty, and it'll be a goddamn chore to play. Mm. Yeah, so we'll see. And last on our TVs and um, yeah, games is Warner Media. Warner Media has announced a new streaming service because they only have HBO Go and DC All Access and I don't know CW and I don't know Crunchyroll and they own Crunchyroll? Well, here's the thing. I don't know if they own Crunchyroll. I do know that on Warner Media's new service that's going to launch next spring, they're launching HBO Max, and the service will include uh, content from Warner Brothers, New Line, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, Looney Tunes, and more. So all those things will be on this new HBO Max. In addition, there will be a massive slate of new original content, including a Gremlins animated TV series and Dune, The Sisterhood. Plus in a move that will probably be a blow to Netflix, HBO Max will also be the exclusive home to the streaming rights for Friends. I wonder what's going to happen to Verve because Verve is one of those, it's kind of like what HBO Max is aspiring mm-hmm. to be here where they house a bunch of, you know, different uh, subscriptions like Crunchyroll and they have High Dive, they have Shudder. Um, I know, they had Drama Fever, they had a couple other ones. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder what's going to happen with that if, if Crunchyroll especially goes to HBO Max. Well, um, if... that should be interesting. They're going to get eight. Pretty much. I, I kind of think that's going to be the case. They're going to get kind of wrecked. 
I gotta be honest with you. I think this is gonna be the 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 next step. Like we had a we kind of had like a, a golden period of streaming services like Netflix and Hulu when they first coming out and Amazon Instant Videos, and it was one of those. And then we got kind of like granular. I think once we once once the fans were begging HBO to give us a standalone service, that was the beginning of the end because that's when everyone thought that they could do it themselves, like CBS mm-hmm. All Access and all the other crap. Now I think what's going to happen is we're going to get things like Disney and and HBO Max, where it's just the biggest company is going to eat everything they can, yep. and so that you only get locked into that. Yep. It's unfortunate because now you're locking a lot of content content behind the paywall, kind of yes. like what CBS All Access did. Yes, yeah. You know, there's shows that I can't watch on Channel Two, which yes. is our channel here um, for yeah. CBS, um, because you can only watch them through CBS All Access. Like Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, and I heard it's really good. Twilight Zone. That's yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot of them. Star Trek Discovery. So. Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. There's going to be a... Picard's going to be on it, too. Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be on it. Come on. Picard's going to be on want it. To... Somebody posted on Twitter, like, a little back and forth that they had, a fake back and forth <laughs> they had with CBS. Uh, and it was just like, so I can only get... I have to get CBS All Access to watch Star Trek Discovery. Yes. I can't rent it anywhere else like Amazon. No, I can't even buy it anywhere else. No, you have to watch it on Amazon. Thing. And then you see him go dot, dot, dot. I'm just gonna pirate it, and CBS is like, "Wait," and that's how it ends. Yep. Yeah, but I that's mean, how it ends. That's 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 how it ends. But uh, I mean, you can buy Star Trek Discovery season one on iTunes right now, so I guess it's available in other places potentially. Isn't, isn't season two done already? Yes, but you can buy season one right now. <laughs> so I mean, there you go. And you can watch it on Prime Video on Amazon. So it's available. You can get it places. Um, I think you can after the fact. Way after the fact. You can even buy it on Blu-ray. Star Trek Discovery season one from Amazon or DVD. I I had a coworker who was always a season behind on CW because she didn't have cable, but she loved Arrow and all those shows. So she just waited till they get the new season, the quote-unquote new season on Netflix, and watched it there. Yeah, I mean it comes out a week later. After the season ends, so why not? Why not just wait? I think there's a lot of people who actually do that now. I think people yeah. who've never had cable and I don't know live in weird areas where they can't get antennas, they just they do that. They just wait, find something else in the meantime, and don't care. Well, you can find something on Netflix. It's got tons of shit. Mm-hmm. Netflix is full of tons of content, content that you've never seen and want to watch. Netflix. A future sponsor of the show? I don't know. Okay. Um, Aren't there like $40 billion in debt? Like $10 billion in like debt? So, I mean, even if they are, they're still functioning. So they can they can spread us some wealth. You know? Mm-hmm. There's three of us. $1,000 each a month. Good. Done. Netflix will pimp your shit. Uh, I don't know. Hey. There you go. All right. Well, that's TV and movies. So, moving on last to our final subject of comic books. Uh, let's see. We can pick on something that will be uh, completely quick and easily to talk about. But, um, hey, are you an old person like me, like Ed? Do you know uh, Mad Magazine? Well, guess what? It's going away because it's another thing that Warner Brothers owns and is going to be killed by them. 
Oh, Warner Brothers. Yes. How can we ever trust you? I'm about yes. to go down to the studios and pick it. <laughs> this is this is I mean, this is too much at this point, right? Right? Well, here's the funny thing. For years, Mad Magazine has suffered and hasn't been doing amazing. And for a couple years in there, Cracked came along, also a magazine in the vein of Mad, and ate their lunch and was like, look, it's so good to be us. It's so good to be Cracked. And then everyone who made Cracked amazing got laid off from Cracked because of their, their corporate owners. And now Cracked sucks. And now Mad is dying shortly after Cracked. So they at least outlasted Cracked. So, you know, that's that's pedigree. That's legacy right there. Um, but yes. That was uh, like the shittiest eulogy I've ever heard. It is. Yeah, it is. Entire life. At least they didn't die first. And they didn't die alone. They died in the loving embrace of DC Comics, who hopes not to die soon after them. Um, Daniel yes. O'Brien, if you're listening to this, ad- adopt me as your apprentice. Oh, no, he's not listening to this. He's busy uh, working on, um, what's that show? Uh, he is a writer for Last Week Tonight, I believe. Oh, for real? I believe Dan O'Brien is a writer for Last Week Tonight now. Go um, ahead, John Oliver. Yes, so I think he's doing uh, stuff for them now. Um, I'm just checking, but I believe that is the case. Yes, last week tonight, he writes for them. And he's also the author of How to Fight Presidents and co-host of Quick Question with... Co-host Quick Question with Soren and Daniel. I don't know what Quick Question with Soren and Daniel is. I haven't heard it because he hasn't been on uh, the Small Beans Podcast Network, which is full of people who used to work for Cracked uh, doing podcasts now. All right. But it's possible he... Yeah, yeah, I guess he moved back to New Jersey because if he's working for John Oliver, who films in New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, it's L.A. I can't remember where John Oliver films. But either way. Um, yeah, so Matt is dying. Um, there's not much to say. It may still come out as special editions um, when there's something to talk about. But otherwise, there will be no more monthly books. It's not just a move to the direct market. Starting with issue 10, original content in the magazine will cease. Only reprints of articles and comics from the 67-year history will be found in new issues, which will continue to have new art commissioned for covers. So, yeah, it's not even going to be new stuff. Is Mad digital? Uh, you probably can get it digital, but, um, yeah. Why couldn't they just go straight digital? I think they just don't want to waste the money make, actually making it anymore. They don't really care. So between this and, uh, you know, public shakeups at DC Comics and the death of Vertigo, uh, we'll see what's next. We'll see what goes you know, next at Warner Brothers. Business is business. It's just the fact that it's Warner Brothers. I think that's what's upsetting. Well, you know, I've always long said it. Warner Brothers has no actual respect for the stuff they own. Um, that includes DC Comics and other things. But yeah, Cracked is pretty much on life support because, like I said, they, they laid off pretty much everything. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not, it's not great. Um, but yeah, so fun, fun. Hey, hey. Uh, and this is, I guess, good news since I don't think we talked about this last week. Um, since we talked about the fact that Vertigo is gone now, uh, we have found out that a series from Vertigo will continue to live on. And that is Hellblazer with John Constantine. It is going back to the Sandman universe and will rejoin it. Yay! Now I can start reading all this stuff again. Yeah. So, I mean, for whatever reason, they like John Constantine enough that they'll keep it going. 
Because um, John Constantine is awesome. Yeah, I guess so. And again, as we know, Neil Gaiman is uh, getting a Sandman possible TV show for Netflix. So I'm sure this is about that time that whoever's been playing John Constantine for Legends Tomorrow is probably going to start campaigning to play John Constantine somewhere else. Because why wouldn't he at this point? You know, is, that's like Matt Ryan or something. Yes, yeah, yeah Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yes. I mean, why wouldn't he comp- campaign to play him somewhere else for Netflix? Let me do it. I if can, it. if it's if it's on Netflix, can they smoke? Yeah, I mean, on Netflix they can do whatever they want. Are oh, so perfect. They you can, can finally s- smoke. Smoke, screw, shoot people in the head, die, curse, sacrifice, die. sacrifice it to a demon, lose exactly. a child to a demon. Yeah, ha- have his demon tell him that he's going to use his skull as a condom. Yeah. Oh yeah, go. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's coming out. It's going to be the Sam and Universe presents Hellblazer One. Um, that book is basically going to be not quite a year one, but it's coming out October 30th. Um, and it's going to induct the character into the Neil Gaiman created a group of series uh, that he's been doing in the Sandman universe. So it's going to have a one shot, then an ongoing series. Um, and it's coming out this year. So, And there's also going to be a, a DC Kids novel planned The Mystery of the Meanest Teacher, a John Constantine graphic novel. That's coming oh my out next God. year in 2020 or 2021, which is a big gap of 2020 or 2021. But uh, yeah, there's a DC Kids novel about John Constantine also coming out. Pass. Um, but he's the meanest teacher in the school. Pass. I bet he's that teacher who smokes behind the school. You know. Look, the reason why ju- part of Jesus' reason why Jordan Constantine is broken <laughs> is because he accidentally let a child get taken to hell. I don't think they should be making him a teacher. Leave it. Pass. <laughs> okay. We can do that. <laughs> sure. We will pass. I'm very passionate about my John I can Constantine. Tell. I mean, okay. clearly. Clearly. Really? Okay. All right. Um, uh, are you also passionate about the fact that Lois Lane is taking on border cop camps now in the new oh. Lois Lane comic book series? Which actually, I read the first issue. It's pretty good, actually. Lois Lane is. Uh, this book shows why she is an investigative journalist who gets the story. Yeah, because I don't. I actually like Lois Lane as a character. I've always liked Lois Lane as a character. I don't think that. I don't think in the last couple of years they did enough with her, so this is good. I'm also a big fan of these 12-issue miniseries. Um, the previous one I read was uh, Mr. Miracle, which if you haven't read that, please go read that. That is an amazing comic that should get more love. Um, but th- this... Uh, DC doesn't normally, well, I'm not going to say not normally. They, they do it sometimes, but they don't usually talk about current topics in yeah. their comics. Marvel's, that's usually more Marvel's bag or even more Image's bag. Yep. So, like, I mean, remember when um Trump was, was became president in Savage Dragon and he deported all the aliens out of the country? Yeah, they had to move it to Canada. Yeah. That's still a, that's still a factor. Like, Malcolm is still in Canada. Yeah. Why? Well, can't come back. Yeah, but like, so having Lois Lane grill like a, sec- a press secretary in front of the new, like in front of the cameras about like, yo, you have kids sleeping in tent, like sleeping in, on the floor. Are you going to for real just say this is not happening? And more so that the administration is monetizing the separation of children from their families. Yeah. And you're not, are you going to not say this is happening or we're going to play like fake niceness? No, we're not going to play fake niceness. Answer the question. And she was like grilling. It was like, answer the question, Leanne. Answer the question. I was like, oh, shit. I, that's right, Lois. 
Yeah. Get her. <laughs> Lois is uh, Lois is a hardcore reporter. She basically just she does her job. She gets kicked out. She does her job, but everybody uh, everybody knows now what Lois Lane has done. So. I feel like people have kind of forgotten like what role she plays yeah, man. in the universe. I mean, this is what she does. So Lois, this Lois will give people the business, man. Have you guys read Event Horizon? I mean, Event Leviathan? I haven't read the second issue of it oh, yet. N- not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um. In the first issue, like, it's her like talking to Batman, and like, she she pulls a gun on him when yeah. she first sees him. Like, which I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Lois, have a good. And it's a Kryptonian gun too, so I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Lois, don't don't fuck around. Just like any, don't let anyone just walk up on you. That's right. That's not how Lois works. Okay, I just realized that uh, that Dave Batista movie, Stuber, that I said it's coming out. Uh, no, it came out already. Movie. Well, that movie is a Disney movie. Really? Uh, and it's an R-rated Disney movie. It's a Disney movie? It's made oh, by Disney. A blind Disney's, cop Disney, Disney movie? Disney is going to be releasing Fox movies completed or in production before the deal is finished. So uh, distri- they are distributors of Stuber. So it was that's a Fox not a movie. Disney movie. That's not Disney. But that's they're a Fox still releasing movie. it. Stuber holds the distinction of being Disney's first R-rated release since 2013, when the studio also released The Fifth Estate, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Other previous ones were The Gangs of New York and Apocalyptico. Technically, they released those. Hmm. Okay, Sam, so, Sam, are you of the belief that Disney wouldn't release anything R-rated? Uh, un- under okay. the Disney banner, I would say. But. The only thing I think they will release R-rated is Deadpool because they realize how much money he they made and they don't want to let that go. I don't think they'll PG-13 Deadpool. Okay. But I think they'll release it under the Fox banner instead of Disney. I don't think they're going to do with the Black, Fox banner. They, what they could do is just like do Marvel Black Label or Marvel Black or Marvel I can see that. X. Perhaps. Marvel Max. Yeah, Marvel Max. Oh my God, bring that yeah. at. Yeah, I can see that happening. Marvel okay, Max. One other thing that seems to have happened um, today is the tenth, right? Uh, yep. today, uh, this apparently happened today. I don't think we got, any of us saw it. Uh, Marvel's The Eternals movie, which no one knows anything about, which continues to get Stranger, um, has apparently <laughs> that's a good lead-in. Cast Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. For As what? Don't know. As Undisclose, see, undisclosed role. See, here's the thing. I don't know enough about The Eternals to even know what she could possibly play. So that's perfect. Well, I'm getting tired of her already. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, they've casted her, and she'll be in this movie. <sighs> so she gets to be in a Marvel series potentially. Um, and Picard's apparently getting a dog because he has a dog in a picture. And the poster, poster for Picard, the television Picard. show. Yeah, that's he looks cute. He's in his vineyard. Look at Picard living life afterwards. So he's got a dog. A Skin's all a glowing, drinking water. He looks good. That, that retirement <laughs> life. Yeah, right. I want a vineyard. That Thanos life trying to go back to the farm. He's always um, had a vineyard. It was just run by his brother while he was off being a starship captain. No, I know, but vineyard. I want a retirement plan where I can stay on a vineyard. That's what I want. I mean, you Our farm. Growing, you gotta start growing grapes, man. Make some wine. Harper, growing, Harper's wine. I'm growing tomatoes in my garden. Nah, nobody likes tomatoes. You need wine. Harper's wine. Sharper wine. Har- okay, yeah, there you go. Sharper wine. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> that would be a great tag. I, I, I would know. sell that. Sharper, Sharper wine. wine. It'll, It'll get, get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. All right. Well, there you go. Um, let's finish up comics. Uh, Punisher and the last Punisher comic book. They had uh, a note to real life people from the Punisher himself, and that note was, "Hey, cops out there, 
Stop using my fucking symbol. You're cops, and I'm the Punisher. That's what yes. it basically uh, rattled off to. Yeah, so basically the Punisher gets picked up by two police officers, and like he thinks he's going to be trouble, but they're actually a huge fan, and they show a Punisher decal on their thing, and they're like, we're like, we, we support you, we support your mission and everything, and he proceeds to like wipe it off, and he's just like, no, you're not, you cops are not supposed to follow my lead. If you want a role model, his name is Captain America, and he'll love to have you. You don't, I'm, I'm because the system failed. You're not, you don't do what I do. You, you swore to protect and serve, protect, okay? So don't do that. I'm, I'm not even thinking about that part of it. Like, can we just celebrate that this is pure Punisher? This is something yeah. that he would actually say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not, he knows he's not a role model. He doesn't care about this shit. This exactly. His purpose is to bring the pain to the, to the bad guys. That's yes. It. That's it. He doesn't care about that. Yeah. Angry at Castle's response, one of the officers explains, Frank has started a movement, and it doesn't matter if he approves of it or not. Castle replies with a threat that he'll come for them just like he would come for criminals if the officers do what he want, what he does. The cops decide to leave, with one declaring that Frank has lost his last allies in New York. Uh, he doesn't although, care about that. He does not care. Doesn't, yeah. He does not give a damn about Although, uh, no. Jerry Conway, creator of The Punisher, does not endorse violence against cops. He has consistently voiced his opposition to authority figures misusing his vigilante symbol. It's disturbing whenever I see authority figures embracing Punisher's iconography because the Punisher represents a failure of the justice system. He's supposed to indicate right. and he's supposed to indict the collapse of social moral authority and the reality some people can't depend on institutions like the police or the military to act in a just and capable way. If an officer of the law representing the justice system puts a criminal symbol in his car or shares challenge coins honoring a criminal, he is making a very ill-advised statement about their understanding of the law. Uh, yeah. Basically said, whenever they put a symbol on, they're siding with a criminal. He then compared the action to putting a Confederate flag on a government building. Punisher's confrontation with the police shows a lot of self-awareness on the part of a vigilante who clearly understands his relationship with the law. Uh, Yeah. So Frank Castle stands, where he stands on a symbol, is very clear. Yes. There you go. So, uh, you know, don't be a dick. He's a vigilante. If you want to be a vigilante, go be a vigilante and uh, see how well that works out. Let's see. Uh, we're almost done. Uh, Superman. Superman has a new origin in Superman Year One, a book that came out uh, about a month ago, I want to say, actually. Or maybe a little, maybe not as long as that. I can't remember how long ago it was now. But uh, Superman is basically in the Navy. Uh, you know, he's sailing the seven seas. Um, yeah, so basically they've tweaked Superman's origin a little bit, how he got his powers, how he developed them. Um you know, the idea that Superman, when he was a kid, instead of just hanging out and being popular, used to hang out at the Freaks table at lunch with all the nerdy and unpopular kids and kind of protect them from the bullies. And then eventually got too fed up with them not being protected from the bullies, in which case he beat up eight kids to really protect mm. them from the bullies, um, which he had to do. Uh, that Although he was mostly pushed to that because then they were going to pick on Lana because Lana was trying to get proof that they were picking on kids. And mm. the bullies were getting a little too handsy with Lana to pick on her. And mm. that set Clark the hell right off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that happened. And then that's when he and Lana develop a relationship. And that continues till he leaves high school. At which point he decides he needs to go see the world. He needs to help people and learn what he can do. So he this leaves is, to join is, the Navy. This is kind of deeper than yeah. I thought it was going to be. I think be it is, actually. Like, this kind of changes, this changes his, personal, his persona in general. I, I know, and I like it. Yeah, it does. It makes him a bit more uh, kind of proactive and a bit more... Badass? 
Yeah, it makes him a little more badass. I think, like, you know, he kind of still pulls the Superman thing where he's kind of on the outside and kind of trying to be responsible. But at the same time, you know, every so often he cuts it loose and he lets himself have a little bit of fun or lets him show, show off a little more aggression. Kind of, you know, yeah. young man, figuring himself out, figuring his place. I, Makes sense. I think the best version of Superman I've ever seen was uh, in just the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. The Justice League Unlimited, I believe, where this, I think he was he was fighting Darkseid, and, and he did the card think, cardboard comment. Yeah, I mean, yeah like there was basically nobody around to get hurt, oh, and he yeah. was just like he was just like you don't understand it. Like I walk through this world like everything's cardboard, you know. I'm always holding back, and he was just like I'm just gonna let loose now, and and I think that was the real Superman that we mm-hmm. tend to get glimpses of. Um, this yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so that was like my, the last episode of it. Yeah, my favorite one was uh, the when he was fighting the the elite in the DC movie, and he was fighting. Um, he like they had pretty much quote unquote killed him on the moon, and then he decided his his turn, and he proceeded to fake kill most of them. Yeah, and, and it was like in the most ruthless ways, and like he like he took one of them, he flew him into orbit with a, a supersonic speed. He was like, if you listen carefully, you could hear the pop. <laughs> I was like, oh crap! Uh, He's badass when he when he needs to be. I mean, yeah, he truly is. A lot of the time in the comics, though, he comes off as like an angry, like when he's angry and like he come, like he's fighting it with aggression. He comes off more as an angry nerd. And this, it kind of seems more like you know he's like capable of the bad in him, and he's just like trying to do this in a nobler way. Yeah. Okay, I'm completely surprised at this because I. I read this book, but sometimes I don't pay attention to who's actually doing work in the book. And Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. did this book. So Frank Miller what? actually was responsible for writing this. So yeah. yeah. This is a Frank Miller uh, Superman book. And um, yeah, it's doing well. How did you not notice this is a Frank Miller book? Dude, like I said, sometimes I just pick up books. I'm like, oh, cool. I want to read this. And I don't even pay attention. And again, probably because he wasn't swearing or like, you know, no one was naked and no one was cursing and people weren't freaking out like normal Frank Miller books and Frank Miller didn't draw it. So it wasn't naturally ugly. It it wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't realize right away. Yeah, honestly, if this was a real Frank Miller book, he'd be making, he'd be like having sex with one in the backseat of a car. Exactly. And they only hint at that in this book. Before he I goes saw to the, the army, that they the only hints that they've spent the night together for many hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I saw the art, and I automatically saw that it was John Romito Jr. But like, yeah. I'm noticing the uh, the black base of the S on his chest. Mm-hmm. It's very Kingdom Come. Well, you know, uh, in this book, he doesn't actually end up in costume by the end of it. There's no costume. Ah. I think at most there may be. Uh, like the blanket or something like that, or like they found him in the thing. Oh, sorry, I <laughs> started looking at the trailer. But uh, yeah, there's no, um, there's no costume. So hmm. I guess obviously they, I think they planned more, and this one did pretty well. So and they're actually they're showing like if I'm, I'm looking at the trailer for this right now, and the trailer is actually showing uh, further pictures from things that haven't happened in the first book. So this is probably a series. The way it ends, it kind of feels like it ends like a complete like you know like story like you could read this from beginning to end and go okay well this is the first chapter of it and we'll get another one later um but that seems to be the case so there's more to come um because well, 64 pages yeah there's 64 pages each so there's going to be three issues 
So we'll see more as they come out. But yeah, it's Frank Miller. Didn't even realize. He didn't swear close to enough for me to realize it was him. So good. <laughs> now we know. And all right, I think we're good on books, actually. There's one other thing, but they're showing John Kent is joining the Legion of Superheroes. So, I mean, that's a thing. Legion of Superheroes is coming back, and John Kent, uh, Superman's son, will go to the future and join them. And he's still older, right? Yeah, he's still older. They're not, I don't think they're aging him. He's, he's staying uh, old. Come on, then we're not going to have a proper Superboys anymore. I mean, like... Uh, well, Superboy the, is coming back right now. I mean, Con, no, Connor Kent is alive again. No, Super Sons, sorry. We're not going to have a Super Sons comic. That was fun. I mean, they could still have it. He's just slightly older than Damien Not now. slightly. He's like 17 or some shit. Well, Damien, I think it's like 12, at least. Yeah, and they were both like 12. So it's like, he's you. He's five years younger. <laughs> Oh shut! Oh shut the fuck up! Uh, it's the same difference. I can't control when I was born, Andrew. <laughs> Neither can I. I'm old. God damn it! Uh, We're old. Snellity's kicking in. I know it is. It's terrible. Once you have kids, it just speeds up. Um, <laughs> go for it, Sam. You were going to talk about the Wild Storm in your brief review. Okay, so uh, last week I was sick, so I didn't even notice, but The Wildstorm dropped its last issue, issue 24, and I got to read it. And I got to say, I didn't expect the ending I got, but I am super glad for it. And this is not the end. end. It is literally the end of the setup for the Wildstorm universe. And the next issue, I mean, the next series, uh, Wildcats, uh, Wildcat, or Wildcats, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to come out in August. So, and I'm assuming after that we'll probably get either the Authority or something else or something else. Some other shout-outs from the original Wildstorm universe. They've all been redone, but as a as a whole series, I'm I'm rereading it from issue one now because I own all of it on Comicsology because they go have sales every other week. Uh, I gotta say it was really good because like I grew. I mean, I didn't grow up on Wildstorm, but I fell in. I fell into it. Maybe like I want to say four or five years ago, like I randomly bought the authority and loved it. And that was, I, that's when I first started finding Warren Ellis comics. So I was just like reading all this stuff and I was binge reading all of it. Like I was reading like Stormwatch and that, and I was trying to find like Gen 13 and Deviates and like all that stuff. And I was just like going, and it was just like so cool. But like, you know, it, it, it waned off and it got, and eventually got closed off about a couple years ago. And then when I saw that the Wildstorm was coming out, I was like super excited. And I got to tell you, cause Warren Ellis is writing it. I gotta tell you, it's still good. This re-imaging is, of it is really nice. I really like it. And like they, uh, some of the characters that you know and love have been revamped and like changed up a bit. But overall, it's been really good. And the 12th, 24th issue didn't disappoint from the entire series. I would suggest the series to anyone. There's pro- I guarantee you Comixology is going to have a sale for it like within, the, like within a month. So just wait for that and then just buy the volumes. They're going to be three. There's three volumes. You can buy them online, too. And yeah, that's uh, Wildstorm. Two thumbs up from Sam, I guess. Cool, cool. Cool. Ed, has there been anything this week that you've you've read or seen or watched that you would love to tell us about? Um, uh, uh, Honestly, the the time that I had, it was just Spider-Man. But I mean, you guys haven't seen it yet. Hoping you guys see it. Maybe next time we can talk about it more. but, you know, I have my thoughts on it. I, I, I like the movie, but I do have some strong thoughts. Is it on... better than Spider-Man 2? Because that seems to be the current... Overall, yeah, I, I do believe it is. Oh, 
I do believe it. Does everyone just agree that Spider-Man 2 from like the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 was like one of the best Spider-Mans? Yes, but the question yeah. is, many people seem to believe that was still better than this one. I've heard the mics talk about it, and they they have fallen on that side of the line. That Spider-Man huh. 2 is greater than this Spider-Man. I'm not going to say where I lean between those two, but um, I'll wait till we talk about it next time. Hoping to see it this Friday, finally, so we'll see. I yeah. may end up seeing it either tomorrow or next week, whichever, depending mm-hmm. on how if things fall. And I'm hoping to finish Stranger Things by the end of this week as well, so uh, oh. that's another thing to look at. Yeah, that reminds me, Ed. Uh, season four might be the last season. Yes. Which yes. I'm glad, because you things should, again, things should end. That has always been my talking point. When you go to large amounts of seasons, the things get muddied and ridiculous. Yeah. I'm well, talking, I, yeah. Uh, I think they have a clear plan to end it at season four, actually. So I think you're right on the money with that. Yeah. I agree you should have a clear plan. But I don't necessarily agree it gets money. But you should have a clear plan. Yeah, because then you end up like Supernatural and you're just like, <laughs> hey, man. Are we on season 12? 13, 13, season 13. Hey, man, that's a, that's a goddamn accomplishment, one way or the other. They somehow figure uh, out a way to keep stretching it. And people kept yeah, it's called, it's called young preteen girls. Hey, man, they, they're not young preteen guys anymore, so I don't know. They're in their 40s now. Somehow them girls still keep tuning in for them. I don't know. You know, it's what it is. It's, it's, it's surprising. So my, my whole thing was on Second Coming. It is a comic book that came out today. It's from a company called Ahoy Comics. Ahoy Comics uh, has a couple series like Captain Ginger, which is about a starship that is run by cats. Um, and one of them is a ginger cat. And people constantly cough up hair balls and other things while flying on this thing. And they have young cats uh, on the ship who are not intelligent. So they just are literally regular cats. Uh, so yeah, it's a weird, weird comic uh, series along with a couple other weird comic series like uh, Bronze Age Boogie um, Hashtag Danger um, Planet of the Nerds which is literally a remake of Planet of the Nerds kind of Uh, but actually less remake and more uh, the three jocks from Planet of the Nerds get cryogenically frozen and wake up now in 2019 so that's a thing also pretty fun because they're not you know obviously very PC for this modern time Uh, but yeah Second Coming. Second Coming is basically uh, literally what it sounds like. The Second Coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, The book starts pretty simply with the creation story of God creating the earth and Adam and Eve. uh, And realizing very quickly you can't be friends and also worshipped by your creation. Because, um, you know, he realizes while yelling at them, uh, I told you not to eat the goddamn fruit. There were two trees in the whole garden. You weren't supposed to eat the fruit. But, as Eve replies, but if we weren't intelligent, how are we to know not to eat the fruit? And God basically replies, don't get all goddamn lawyerly on me, Eve. And then cast him out of the garden to suffer. Um, <laughs> yeah, he tries to make some laws to make them better people because he realizes they're like doing stupid shit and humans are terrible without laws. But then he realizes that they just take the laws and make their own laws and do that to basically justify the bullshit they actually want to do. So he realizes laws aren't going to help make them better now either. Um he tries to drown them all in a flood, and that doesn't work, so that just pisses him off. And basically, he uh, watches his hounds of it, and just says, screw it, I'm not going to deal with them anymore. You know, it's my fault. I took a bunch of dumb people and mixed them with monkey DNA, and now this is what they fucking turned out to be. 
Um, needless to say, his son Jesus is there watching all this, and he decides he wants to do something. So God enthusiastically kind of gives him a pat on the back, says, yeah, you know, you try the family business. You, you see what you can do. Go down there and give them hell. Show them who they're messing with, the Son of God. So, yeah, that's basically what happens. Jesus proceeds to be born, wants to grow up as a human so he can learn all about them. He has friends. He has half-brothers because, you know, Joseph married Mary and probably would have fornicated with her at least once or twice in the entire time they were alive, not just raising another man's deadbeat child, which is, you know, basically what Jesus, God made you know, Joseph do. Uh, regardless of which, um, Jesus decides he wants to go into the family business, becomes a carpenter. He has a best friend who hangs out with their family a lot, too, because his mother's a bit of a whore, um, which is the case. Wow. His best friend's mother's a bit of a whore. But it's true. So she, he hangs out at Jesus' house with Jesus' family and becomes like a brother to Jesus, too. And eventually, when Jesus turns 30, his father has died. His brothers have all moved away and started their own lives. He leaves the family business, the carpentry business, to his best friend. Because he's like, you've always been a better carpenter than, I, than me anyways. So go off. Take care of this. I'm going to go and travel the world and see if I can help people. His friend's like, man, you're the greatest guy ever, Jesus. And he's like, I know. You're like my brother. It's okay. It's cool. So he goes off and does this. And uh, God decides, you know, it's been a while. Let me go check on Jesus. Uh, and then God immediately sees that, uh, wait, they're fucking arresting my kid? Wait, they're fucking putting him on trial? Wait, they're nailing him to a goddamn cross? Uh, yeah. uh, so which God basically replies, cheese and fucking crackers, as his son dies on Earth after only 33 years on the damn planet, when he spent millennia on it before he decided he was done. Jesus plans to go back down and talk to the people, and God stops him. And he's basically pissed off that, you know, you're making us look bad to have this shit happen to you down there. No. No, you're going to stay here until you learn what it's like to be a real god. You're not fucking going back down there until you learn your lesson. Uh, so basically, we jump ahead to modern times where we see Sunstar, who's basically the equivalent of Superman, taking on some criminals, beating up people. He's married to a reporter who's reporting the news named Sheila Sharp. And uh, God and Jesus both are taking notice as he beats the hell out of some robots. God, you know, remarking to Jesus, that's a goddamn hero. That's what you should be more like. Um... We get a subplot about Sunstar, Sunstar trying to um, find a crash plane that crashes in the Atlantic, but also missing an adoption meeting with his wife because they're trying to adopt a child because they feel like they can't have children. He misses that, and he kind of relates to her. You know, He's worried to have a child with her because he's not sure he can protect her and the child. If he can't protect the whole world, how can he protect the two people he cares about the most? Needless to say, that night God shows up and basically uh, appears to them. I'm like, hey, I want to give you my son. I would like you to help my son. Can I drop him off here? And you can maybe teach him the ways of the hero. Uh, needless to say, they don't quite expect 33-year-old Jesus to show up right then. But he does. To which God immediately pieces out and is like, Hey, sorry to dump and run, but here he is. Later. To which God basically drops Jesus off on the doorstep. Jesus goes on patrol with Sunstop. And uh, Sunstar. Uh, and that goes about as well as possible because basically Sunstar beats up a bunch of criminals. To which he realizes then when he gets outside that Jesus has healed them all so they can run away. And he proceeds to tell Sunstar that, you know, you don't make the world a better place by, uh, you know, beating people up and through punishment, but, but through learning how to teach people to forgive and learn. And, uh, you know, that's that's how we'll change the world for the better. And the book ends with Sunstar just kind of being like, no, no, that's not, that's not how it's going to work. 
it's not gonna work that way, buddy. So yeah, it, it seems to be a pretty funny series, obviously. Um, lots of nonsense and, you know, some blasphemy. But I think it'll be fun, because, you know, Jesus is, uh, he means well. He, he tries to be a good person, he wants to help everybody be a good person, and uh, Sunstar seems like he's a good person too. But, you know, the next issue apparently deals with someone stalking his wife and threatening him, threatening her. So uh, he's going to get a little pissed off and Jesus is going to have to help him, I guess, turn the other cheek and not give into his rage because he could murder everything. So we're going to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, this book was supposed to be a DC comic book and I'm pretty sure Sun Star was supposed to be Superman. And um, yeah, they, they, uh, they balked at it because conservative groups, uh, you know, were pissed off. I enjoyed Second Coming, though, and I look forward to more. I will only listen to you tell me about this comic. I will not read it. You, okay. you have to, every episode, every time a new issue comes out, you have to tell it to us via story time. Okay, but I think you should read it, because just to see how God reacts to things is kind of amazing. I'm getting, just, a Jiminy, I'm getting a Jiminy Cricket vibe here. Yeah, um, God is just kind of ridiculous, and he just gets pissed off. Yeah. He just he just hates humans, quite honestly. I do I mean, too. I mean, he basically just sits in heaven all day drinking out of a goblet. Oh, uh, I love the best part: the victims of this plane crash actually end up in heaven, and God has to go and greet them. Um, so he goes to greet some of them, and he he's reading a list of like where this guy is supposed to go who crashed, and he starts talking to him. And he's like, "Oh, oh, I see what happens," and he's like, "I'm sorry, Jim. Um, you're not supposed to be here, actually." And he's like, yeah, um, this happens. It doesn't happen all the time. But my angel's fucked up. Um, you're supposed to be in the other place. Like, where the rivers of fire and hell and damnation is. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sorry you had to see all this, because it's, you know, it's awesome, and you're going to go down there, and it's going to suck, because, you know, you weren't good enough to get in here. So, um, yeah. And you know, he kind of berates one of the angels, like, hey, well, which one of you fuckers... You know, I made this list wrong because now Jim's got to go to hell, and he's gonna—it's gonna suck for him. And then he turns around to Jim, and he's like, "Ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. There's no rivers of hell. You can go on in. You're fine. You're fine." But in the meantime, this man has probably shat his pants in heaven because shat God, his heavenly pants. Yeah, because God was pulling a prank on him to which Jesus chest. I said, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" So because Jesus likes to have fun with his job. Yes. Well, I mean, God does. God likes to have fun I mean, with his job. Sorry, sure. God has elected. Yeah. yeah, I was never big into Trinity. I was more into in Jesus' name. But anyway, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's cool. God likes to have fun with his job. I like yeah. it. Yes, yeah. I mean, God, uh, he just, he's, you know, he's he's kind of over it. He's just gonna do what he wants to do. He's he does him. But yeah, second coming from uh, Ahoy Comics, or Comics Ahoy, sorry, Comics Ahoy, and uh, they've done some good stuff. They have another one called The Other Earth, which is basically about a hero. And there's two versions of the hero on both planets. Uh, I believe it's called the Heroes to the Dragonfly. One comes from a very, pretty much gritty Frank Miller Earth. The other one comes from basically a Batman and Robin Adam West Earth. And they end up switching places and having to go to each other's Earths. And it's just how they react and how things are different. Mm. And that was a pretty awesome series, so it wasn't too bad. But yeah. I think that's about where we wrap it up because we've talked about everything on our list and we've gone an hour and 45 minutes, so good lord. Good lord. Good lord indeed. Well, this is the Review Zoo. We are an original creation of the Rapture Press Network. 
if you want to hear us and more or previous episodes, just go to rapturepress.com or rapture.press.com. Both will get you to the website where you can find all the podcasts that are currently uh, on the network. Ourself, like I said, Mike and Mike, go to the movies, The Complete Works, and Kick-Ass Biz Bitches. Uh, all four of these series are on the network with links to all the places you can hear them. Um, we record every Wednesday. We air every Friday. And we thank you for listening. So come back again soon. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. You want to look for the reviews or Rapture Press, we will be there and find us. If you want to follow us even more closely, you know, look for our personal accounts and then stalk us and, you know, be weird that way. It's always fun and not at all creepy. I am Andrew McDonald. I am Sam Harper. I am Ed Gerard. And we thank you all for listening. So, uh, Excelsior at Shooting Webs. Sam's giving a thumbs up. That's my thing. There you go. We need some flip signs, so I'm going to have to get some flip, flip sounds for you. So we'll do that. But uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank <laughs> you.